Locked on. Locked on. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast presented by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off any order. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Not, <laughs> not a lot. I, as soon as you asked the question, I had a flash to our, our good friend, and here we go, Mark Gaja's video of <laughs> sure. us uh, at, that he just released. And if you guys haven't seen it, it's on our Twitter. We've been retweeting it. It's hilarious video in which we are the uh, squarely the targets of ridicule much deserved ridicule yep. uh, for our opening intros during uh, the, the world ending uh, so yes <laughs> it is once again Friday Please check it out yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is it is once again Friday we are still uh, in the state of the world that we are in but again we creep ever closer to actual football uh, and I mean it for real this time not in a kind of you know uh, scrimmage with no jersey numbers sort of way i mean real football happening uh in about 10 days from now and uh it's it's exciting man i mean it's crazy and i'm sure you've experienced this too like i have you know football is so intertwined with fall you know and it's always always, yeah it always has been so like the way that this football season has kind of crept up on us because of just you know everything being so different it's it's in turn kind of you know also had fall creep up on me you know it's just it, it, right. and with everything right. else going on in the world who, you know who knows what time it is or what day it is you know it's like it's but but still it's like it's so crazy that we've gotten all the way to the fall and here we are in september and we're you know about 10 days out from real NFL football, not preseason games, not, you know, training camp, but actual games that matter, which is, that's, that's you know, a, a shining, it's an oasis in, in a, in a, a you know, sea of, of bad news, which is, is nice, it's a nice refreshing change. Absolutely. I'm excited, uh, you know, well, a week from now we'll be overreacting to yep. one of the Texans or the Chiefs losing the opening game. Uh, Twitter's going to be a wreck, and I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, all right, so, Landon, we actually have some news before we get to uh, some of our roster predictions. Again, the Cowboys have until Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern time to get down to 53 players. On Sunday they can uh, fill up their practice squad with 16 guys. Um, but this morning from Kevin Turner, uh, one of the you know better draft guys out there, part of Cowboys Twitter, um, is reporting that the Cowboys will meet with all-pro safety Earl Thomas uh, over the next 48 hours. Um, what was your takeaway when you saw that report from KT, Landon? You know, it's it was it was it was interesting because you know again like we like we you and I have discussed you know Kevin Turner is definitely a huge part a, a radio personality a huge part of the of the conversation on. In Cowboys Twitter, you know, he's a, a podcaster for the Athletic. Uh, I think he writes articles as well. I mean, this—he's a legit source. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's—he's he's not like you know, some fly-by-night guy reporting this. He, he is not necessarily though a guy that is a breaking news guy. 
Now, I, I, I will say that he definitely was the first to kind of mention and, and break the news that Zeke was uh, going to Cabo um, when, when he was holding out. And, and, I, and I guess, you know, this could kind of fall under... I mean, he's close enough to the team in some segments that, you, you know, it, it's, you don't want to completely dismiss what he's saying by any stretch of the imagination. Right, right. And I, and I like Kevin Turner. I, I, I'm making a lot of hedging, but I, I guess my point is, is that I don't know that I believe that this is true. And, and I, I don't want to be clear. I don't think that Kevin Turner is, you know, making this up. Like, KT wouldn't do that. KT's a really good guy. And, and he wouldn't do something. It's so, more, it's more so like... I was going to say, what it could be is, as I say, it could just be a phone call. Maybe the Cowboys yeah. are planning on calling Earl Thomas, you know, over the weekend. I, I maybe, think that, that, maybe that's all it is. Yeah, and I guess that's what it is. I think that this is... That's more what I was trying to get at. Is that I don't think that KT is lying or not telling the truth. I think that we are blowing what KT is saying up to be maybe more than what it is. And beyond that, too, I also think you know there have been several other people who are tied to the team and do have sources that have come out and said you know kind of respectfully that that this is not something that that any of their sources are aware of. Now, the counter to all that argument is. KT was right about the Cabo thing, and the people that have come out and said that this is not true are all people who completely missed the Everson Griffin story happening. Very point. Yeah, good point. And, and, yep. and I do think that there could be the possibility that we are starting to see a new era of of uh, Cowboys, you know, uh, poker. I guess is the best way to put it, where they're they're playing their hands a little bit closer to the chest before. Wouldn't um, that be great to, to not have everything be so telegraphed all the time? I mean, to a certain degree, but I think all, a lot of people are also going to complain a whole lot that they aren't getting information, and you know, a, a lot a lot of Let that is. Complain. I mean, as as a fan, absolutely, I think that's great. As someone who covers the team, I can I can already tell that there's going to be a ton of people. Uh, uh, upset about the fact that you know the the the, la- the lack of information that could yeah. potentially be coming out in the future, but that's that's for a podcast for another time. Uh, I guess my my larger point here is, is still that you know I have I have hesitancy um, that that this is going to get done. I have hesitancy if if he were to sign, how it will happen. I I, I think the thing to kind of put here, and I I, I said it in in the DMs to a couple of people, is that. The, the real problem here is that the risk portion of this evaluation is completely out of the eyes of all of our, you know, vision. Like, we can't mm-hmm. – sure. we're getting all this information secondhand. We're, you know, we're not in those rooms. We don't know what Earl Thomas is like. We don't know what happened in Baltimore other than what has been told to us by somebody else. So – Without being able to evaluate it ourselves, we don't really know the risk versus reward. And I think that anyone who tells you that they do know the risk versus reward is potentially lying. And I, and I, I, I think that – or just overconfident in their abilities to evaluate the situation. The problem here is you know that Earl Thomas is not quite the same Earl Thomas as he was two or three years ago. You know that he may not be as good a fit in this kind of defense as he was in the Seattle defense. That doesn't rule out that he's a good player, that he wouldn't be a huge upgrade for whatever we've got on this team. It's just you know that you're getting a uh, an 80% Earl Thomas, right? 75% Earl Thomas. The question then becomes is, is the roar, it's not a whisper, you know, is the roar of all the locker room issues that you know i don't know if it's mental health or just personal issues that earl thomas is going on that's bleeding into the locker room that's bleeding onto the field 
is risking what is right now a very in tune, very happy, very motivated locker room uh, to, to kind of put a potential malcontent in here uh, who may not be, you know, I mean, he may not be happy in any locker room right now. You know, that, yeah. that's just yep. the, that may be yep. the reality. So is th- that's a very difficult calculus for us to do, because, again, the risk is completely outside of our vision. So we don't really have a good handle on what that what it is. Yeah, I think I think we'll know by Monday either way what the Cowboys decide to do. If, if Earl Thomas isn't on this team by Monday, I don't envision him being on the team at any point this season. So uh, let's see what the Cowboys do with the safety position over the weekend. Which guys they cut? Maybe they make a, a you know a trade for a late round pick for one of these veteran safeties on a roster. Uh, it is worth monitoring, and we'll we'll see what KT has to say about uh, a potential meeting later this week. Um, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. Real chocolate, amazing flavors. It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein. Uh, with low sugar and no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste absolutely fantastic. And they are releasing six new flavors, including caramel brownie, one of my personal favorites right now, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off any order, not just your first box, but any order at BuiltBar.com. And right now, you get a free cooler with an order of a new box, only while supplies last. Again, that's BuiltBar.com, promo code locked on. Okay, Landon, we're going to get to our 53-man roster prediction in just a second, uh, but I feel like we need to talk a little bit about Randy Gregory because Jerry Jones did have uh, a note today when he was on the radio uh, saying that he's been working on the situation every other day. He's got a lot of information on how this is playing out, and overall, he sounded very optimistic that the Cowboys and Gregory are going to get a resolution here in the near future. To me, just reading Jerry Jones, it sounds like they expect him to be available. Probably not for Week One, considering he hasn't practiced all you know at all yet. Uh, he still has to go through all these protocols, but um, maybe at some time in September he'll be available to the Cowboys if he is reinstated. How does he fit into this defense that already has Demarcus Lawrence, Everson Griffin, Alden Smith, Tyrone Crawford? Where does he fit in? I mean, just uh, in a rotation with got what's got to be the deepest group of pass rushers in the NFL, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I th- I just think that if you're able to get Randy Gregory back, uh, you know, now suddenly you have what seemingly would be a uh, fully supportable season-long pass rush, right? Like, I mean, meaning you could sustain multiple injuries injury. yep. and still put out a pretty solid group of pass rushers. You know, if, you know, I'm knocking on wood for all of this, but if D. Law yeah. and and Griffin got hurt, I mean, you're still not. I mean, I still feel like if you can get Randy Gregory up to speed pretty quickly, now suddenly you still have Alden Smith and Randy Gregory rushing say, on does, the outside. Does Tyrone Crawford become a, a full-time defensive tackle at that point? I think if, if, if you know Gregory comes back, then yeah, I would say that your starting under tackle is a combination of Tyrone Crawford and Tristan Hill. And then Crawford, probably, Crawford yeah. is still probably rotating into... You know, I, I mean, we didn't ever talk about this, but, you know, th- when they went out to the goal line in that one practice that they did show video of, they had Crawford as the other defensive end, 
and then uh, Antoine Woods and 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 uh, Poe inside, and then Demarcus Lawrence. So that makes I, sense to I, me. Yeah, I, I think that that will you know they'll deploy these guys in a couple different ways, and in, in Lawrence's, I mean uh, Crawford's versatility to play inside and outside on both passing and rundowns, I think will provide a lot of opportunity for him to play you know a lot whether it's as the under tackle or as a defensive end in certain schemes but i think that yeah like having adding gregory in there just kind of even further solidifies that okay we have more than enough talent outside uh you know let's see what we can do to kick some of these guys in sometimes and obviously crawford is the first guy that they're going to look at there Absolutely. I think Randy Gregory is somebody who doesn't need a lot of snaps to be effective, even if he's only getting 20 snaps a game and maybe a lot of them come in the second half or on passing downs. Uh, he can be a really, a really effective player. And grabbing somebody like that just gives you such a higher floor as a or higher floor and a higher ceiling as a as a defense because you can do some incredible things with your NASCAR packages. You can have Demarcus Lawrence and Everson Griffin play on the inside. You can use Alden Smith and Randy Gregory as pass rushers. Uh, a lot of things to be excited about. One more bit of news before we move on, Landon. Uh, Michael Galkin of the Dallas Morning News reported yesterday that the Cowboys are going to be in the veteran safety market. Uh, we talked about yesterday on the show some names the Cowboys could go, go after. Uh, so go ahead and listen to that on Thursday for some potential targets. He also mentioned that the Cowboys are going to be looking at veteran running backs. Uh, that was a little bit surprising to me considering, um, you know, we know that they're going to run Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. Uh, we've talked about Rod Smith as a potential option before. But is there anybody else out there that you could see making some sense for the Cowboys as that third running back? You'd have to think that guy would have to be able to play some special teams, would have to be able to do some things as a blocker. Uh, first of all, thoughts on the report and you know potential names out there that could interest the Cowboys. I mean, again, I I think that Rod Smith, as soon as his, you mentioned his name, it 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 all fell into place like tumblers. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's just it makes too much sense. Again, the familiarity, the position flex that they're looking for at, at running back three, the special teams prowess that he's shown at different times. Uh, he's a returner, so he could you know kind of give you something there. I just think that. Uh, you know that that makes too much sense. Um, I, you know, and I and I don't really. And to be fair and honest, like I don't really know enough about the other names that are on the street as far as what their abilities are on special teams or you know flexibility. I, I mean, I know. Yeah. So like Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Exactly. Not an exactly. Yeah. Adrian Peterson is the, yeah. the big one, right? He just got released by the by Washington. I think that you know if you watched him last year, I he still looks like he's got something. I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, if you're looking for sure. a running back to actual, you know, be a backup running back and, or a change of pace guy, I certainly mm-hmm. wouldn't have a problem with looking at Adrian Peterson. I just don't think he's better than Ezekiel Elliott or Tony Pollard. So I, I'm, I'm not no, interested. No, it's not the right situation. Yeah, because I, yeah. And the thing is, is that, you know, you want him running the football. That's what he's, that's what you're going to pay Adrian Peterson for. I'm not necessarily trying to pay my third running back only to run the football. I need him to do a whole bunch of other things for my roster that, you know, even Adrian Peterson in his new newfound willingness to do whatever, I don't think he's ready to go out there and play a bunch of special teams for mm-hmm. you. So, I yeah, I yeah, think I, it's, it's more about the yeah, versatility at that position, I think, than it is about who's the, the better runner because you can always go on the street and find somebody who can just, you know, simply tote the rock. 
Yeah, runningbacksdon'tmatter.com. Um, there's other guys out oh, there that man. were released like today. Uh, Dare Ungabawali, I think that's how I say his last name. Ungabawali, yeah, from the Buccaneers, who, mm-hmm. uh, you know, was really their passing down back last year. He returned kicks, he was on coverage units. I think that's somebody that could interest the Cowboys because that's the type of player that can do a bunch of things and make, you know, make that third spot on the roster valuable. So you're probably looking at players like that. Uh, the Rod Smiths of the world, if the Cowboys are going to bring in a, a veteran running back. So uh, keep an eye on some of the names that get released over the next you know, uh, 24 hours as potential options for that third running back spot. All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll do our 53-man roster prediction. Okay, Landon, we're going to have to kind of go through this quickly, but again, there's <laughs> not a lot. there's not a lot that we have to discuss here, right? For the most part, I think we know... 50 of the 53 guys I mean, are going to be on the Cowboys roster, yeah. right? Or it, it's at least, not all that hard. Like 47 of them are, are written in pen, it feels like, you know, at least. Right. So, yeah, right. It's, it's really not that well, well, let's kind of go through this. So we think there's going to be three quarterbacks, yep. Dak Prescott, Andy Dalton, Ben DiNucci, right? Now, again, we're, this is our initial 53-man roster. We know how this changes. They're, they're going to make cuts on – on Saturday by 4 p.m. and then by Sunday they're going to have another couple guys that they claimed on waivers and they're going to have to release, you know, one or two more guys. But this is the initial 53-man roster: um, Ben DiNucci, Andy Dalton, Dak Prescott, two running backs, right? Ezekiel yeah. Elliott, Tony Pollard, five receivers. Does that sound right? Yep. Okay, so we're looking at Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, uh, C.D. Lamb. Cedric Wilson and Noah Brown with a chance. I think there's a chance that Ventrell Bryant uh, could make that roster spot as a six. Okay. Agreed. Um, at tight end three, I don't, I mean, Charlie T got cut the other day. We didn't even get to talk about that. We should have led the show yesterday with Charlie T getting released, but oh, I actually he's didn't probably, see that. did he get cut? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he got, he got cut. He was one of the first ones. I think wouldn't surprise me if he's somebody that they're trying to get back on the practice yeah. squad, yeah. you know, try to get clear waivers now so they can add him there. But, I think he's one of them. Let's talk about the offensive line. How many do we think they're going to carry there? Well, I got to say, I, I, I mean, them cutting uh, Redmond has really uh, oh, shook, shook me to my soul. Uh, oh, stop. I, I think that they have to keep at least eight, if not nine, right? And maybe even ten. All right, so let's go, let's do the eight, right? So it's, <laughs> yeah. your, it's your starters with Connor McGovern, uh, Brandon Knight, Tyler Biotish. That's eight. That's now, if you want to throw Cam Irving in there, who I think is on the roster, that's nine. Yeah. Do we I, think they carry a tenth? I I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if they really like Terrence Steele, or if they I, see that's, that's the thing. The is, name. Yeah. We don't really know what they saw from these guys. I mean, obviously there weren't great reviews about uh, uh, the the tackles, but then again, uh, Mitch Mitch Hyatt was out there a lot, which I still don't understand. Um, so I, I guess you know, like if they like Terrence Steele, maybe they hold on to him. You know, I think offensive line is one of the positions where, because they're the Cowboys, because they're known to have a good offensive line, and because of the positional value, especially this year, and on top of that, add in the fact that I, I tend to think, I mean, if you just look at what is going on with the virus. I think that the, the the people in the trenches are the ones that are going to get sick. Like it, it, I mean, or at I, least I agree. Because there's just, there's so much contact. Exactly. There, yeah. Even on the outside, like wide receivers and corners, the only person you're within that close contact is with is the wide receiver that's you're facing or the cornerback that you're facing. 
you're not necessarily constantly within six feet of 12 other people like the sinner is saying. So I, I think that yeah. there's a chance that they could go long at the position because of the value. Like I said, for all those reasons, the offensive linemen are hard to find. They know this guy. They, they, they want to make sure they have coverage in case someone gets sick. And if they get that 10th guy, then, yeah, I would say it's, you know, Terrence Steele, maybe Cody Wickman. I, I just I think, you know, that's that's likely to be the case, even though I think normally a guy like Terrence Steele, they would try to sneak onto the practice squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a spot that I could see changing, right? If they go through cuts and there's somebody they like better than Terrence Steele, uh, that wouldn't be surprising if they swapped him out or if they had to cut somewhere, that you know guy might be the one. So yeah. tw- 23 guys on offense. Let's go ahead and move to defense. Uh, defensive end, Demarcus Lawrence, Everson Griffin, Alden Smith, Tyrone Crawford, and then it comes down to Dorrance Armstrong and Bradley and I. Do they keep all six or do they just go with five there? I wonder if they go short. At, I wonder if they go five with the idea that they – I mean, I, I, I think what we'll find out is if they go at five, then they must be really confident that Randy Gregory's coming back at some point, right? Like, I, Yeah, that's probably fair. Or potentially I, I still they could think keep they could, it. I was going to say, I still think they could trade Dorrance Armstrong for a late-round pick Maybe. or they could swap him for a vet, vet offensive lineman. I look, still think that's out. Look right. for that to happen this weekend if it does. And, and, and yeah. I would say that there could also be the chance that they carry six – and then cut or IR some defensive end who gets hurt, you know, week two in order to bring Randy Gregory back. Like, let's say Bradley and I, right? Like, and I, I could see uh, a guy yeah. being as a, a, a healthy scratch week every week, right? So, so he gets the, uh, the the Dallas flu? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. And then you just IR him or whatever. Uh, so yeah. okay. uh, I think that that's very high likelihood. The, the, the defensive ends, there's so much talent, and they got also Randy Gregory on, on, the, on the back burner. It is going to be interesting to see the kind of uh, roster gymnastics that happen at, at the defensive end position. Absolutely. All right, so defensive tackles. Uh, you've got Poe, you've got Woods, you've got Gallimore and Tristan Hill. That's four. I don't see anybody else making this team, right? Those those are your four. That's it. And then you're going to – that's it. Okay, so nine defensive linemen. We've actually seen them go quite a bit deeper than that in years previous. You know, we've seen as many as 11 some years, but – I think nine it, seems like the right number. I think it will end up being ten during the season. Yeah, I think I would agree. At yeah. some point, it's going to be ten. Yeah, whether it's Saturday, Sunday after week two, we'll see. Yeah. All right, linebackers. We've got Leighton Vanderash. We've got Jalen Smith. We've got Sean Lee, Joe Thomas, and then it gets a little tricky. Is it Luke Gifford? Is it um, Francis Bernard? Does Justin March make the team? How many linebackers are we expecting here? I think Francis Bernard has made the team. I mean, he's just there's two okay. again. The drum beat is too clear. He's been getting reps with the first team at different points and still making plays. Is Joe Thomas safe? Yeah, I do think that Joe Thomas is safe, right? Like, I okay. mean, I just feel like with Sean Lee, you know, they're still riding this out with Sean Lee, and I think if you're going to do that, then you also bring Joe Thomas along as a Sean Lee insurance. And frankly, having Sean Lee and Joe Thomas together is a big boost to your linebacker core. You know, I mean, whether it's it's just two guys that, when healthy, are starter-level backups, you know, in your nickel package. And if you need to go three linebackers, now you have a guy who can rotate in at, at linebacker if, if Lee gets hurt or when Lee gets hurt, you know, if it's inevitable. Yeah. 
Um, so I, the guy, you're going to say five linebackers with Luke Gifford not making the team? Yeah, I mean, I guess the, the question is, is if Gifford, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they went six linebackers. You know, because the, just because of all the special team stuff, and if and if they do go six, I wonder if it's Justin March over Luke Gifford, because I just think that, you know, Gifford hasn't really shown anything in practice. I mean, as far as we know, right, in training camp practice, and, and yeah, it doesn't and, sound like he's been fantastic. No, and he's been hurt a lot again. And again, the the, the previous coaching staff was the one that really really liked the, liked him. So. If they feel like they need to bring an extra linebacker just for depth and or special teams purposes, it's hard not to think that that would be just that wouldn't be Justin March just because he is such a good special teams player and he can you know I think is a reliable backup or at least you know as as far as six linebackers on a team go he's a mm-hmm. reliable guy to get on the field and be able to do what you need. I just don't know. Well, the let's do Gifford let's, say, let's do six linebackers then. Yeah. Let's let's do six. All right, so five defensive ends, four defensive tackles, six linebackers. So we're looking at fifteen guys in our front seven. Uh, if we need to come back and save a spot, we can do that. Yeah. Cornerbacks. Uh, we're gonna have Ouzie, Diggs, Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis. I think Daryl Worley made the team. Oh, definitely. That's five. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And then C.J. Goodwin is your six. That's probably the right number, right? I, I don't think I don't think there's any surprises there unless one of you know, Worley gets cut or something like that. Yeah, and we're counting we're, Robinson as a safety, right? We're going to count Robinson. Yeah. Let's do safeties then at the yeah, same yeah, time. Yeah, I just want to so make we've sure. Got, we've got Xavier Woods, Donovan Wilson, Darian Thompson, Reggie Robinson. That's four yeah. safeties. Does that sound right? So that's I, a total I, I think of 10, 10 defensive backs. 10 defensive backs sounds right, yeah. And I think that that's, okay. that's what we've the – list. the number that you've listed is who's, who's going all right, and then you count three special team guys. Wait, in, do we count Jordan you know. Lewis too? You counted him? Yeah, in Jordan there? Lewis is in there. Okay, cool. Yep, so right, you're looking at three specialists. So just want to make sure my math is right on defense. Again, we've got 10, 15. Um, see, now you're going to make me have to get out this count. No, so we had, we had, we had 10, 10, 10 defensive linemen total between tackles and ends. We had six linebackers between all linebackers so that's 16 on defense right another 10 on on uh, the defensive backfield right so that should be 26 yes. total for the defense okay 26 total and then three special teamers that's 29 plus 23 on offense we got one more spot lane and who do we want to give our last spot to hmm. so again five defensive ends and this is maybe where you keep that extra defensive end you we have six linebackers six corners Four safeties. My guess is maybe they try to add a veteran safety. We also only have two running backs. Maybe they try to add another running back. Yeah. Do I they mean, keep Ventral Bryant? I mean, again, I think there's some the difference between the initial 53 and what you know it settles yeah. into week one. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was 11 defensive linemen. I mean, again, if it's me, I'm going longer in the trenches just because of. Yeah, all the obvious reasons, and maybe so that maybe that extra guy is Dorrance Armstrong, um, and again, like I mean, did we count Randy Gregory? Because technically, Randy Gregory no, but he doesn't count. He doesn't count. So, yeah, I, I would say that it's likely a, an extra defensive end or a, a, an extra offensive lineman or potentially somebody from the outside. You know, I I just think this it's overrated worrying about who your fifty three guys are. Right, it, your top yeah. fifty is. Actually, probably your top 48 is all that matter. And that fo- bottom five just gets cycled out all season long, depending on 
you know, whether, you know, where you have injuries at, whether you need to keep an extra couple offensive linemen for a, a game day. I think we did a pretty good job of getting at least the top 50, 51. We'll see. Uh, do you, last thing before we go, do we expect a lot of movement from the Cowboys here? Do you expect them to be making a lot of trades over the next four, 24 hours? Do you think they're going to be active on the waiver wire? What are your thoughts there? I don't know if I expect them to. I mean, just because I don't, I think the whole market is going to be depressed because of, of everything that's going on with COVID. There's just so much uncertainty. People don't know what's going on with these players, you know, like especially veteran guys. It's like you don't really know the state of the guys. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if there are going to be trades, like look for there to be trades for guys that have some sort of association with either the head coach or the assistant coach. There's going to have to be some sort of, you know, uh, person vouching for for anybody that they're trading or signing for right now because they just don't have a way to evaluate the way they're playing in training camp. So, I I I would be surprised if there was a bunch of trading. I I couldn't. I you know I, I definitely not going to be surprised if there's one or two trades. But if there's more than that, I would be shocked just because of the market the way it is. But then again, like there's just so much unknown in this off season. Yeah, yeah. it's it's really hard to guess. I I do think the Cowboys will get a veteran running back and a veteran safety at some point over the weekend. It'll just it's going to be interesting to see. Which you know, which one they go out and get, and you know how much do they spend at that position? That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, you can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at Nicole BCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Next week is a football week, and we will get ready for the Cowboys. I know it's crazy. We'll be getting ready for the Cowboys Week One matchup against the Los Angeles Rams. Can't wait to see you then. Have a great Labor Day weekend. We'll see you guys all later.